Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. You, you, you're probably the ones who should like be able to, to like know how this starts. Usually, it's it's your cast. Oh, oh, I, no. I, I don't know what you want to do. Like, no, we stumble into every one of them. Ah, uh, yeah. No, that's that. It does sound like that. Yeah. I am just getting <laughs> brain screwed today, man. <laughs> Why? Why was that bad? We, <laughs> like, oh yeah, it sounds like you guys stumble into shit every day, every week. We do that on purpose, Dave. What are you worried about? Yeah, it's it's part know. of the charm. We just kind of you know what like, you're getting just, into. We're just talking, and then suddenly no. there's music behind it. No, Jason. <laughs> what? We don't stumble into it on purpose. I lean into it because that's just who we are, and I can't get it, my shit together, man. <laughs> uh, we have to be unprofessional on purpose just because we can't actually manage to be professional. Because an hour and a half wasn't enough, we are continuing the Joker conversation, this time with our friend Effie Opelders. Is, is that my I'm cue David to say hi? Hmm? No, was that my not. cue to say hi? Jeez, you no. introduced me I first. Mean, it's fine I'm, that's, now. that's very it's polite. Fine. It is fine now. Oh. You've said it now. Yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll take that. It's Ed. I'm David C. Robertson, though. That 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 voice you just heard was Jason Goss. Hi. And this is our guest host, Effie Offholders of Stealing the Remote. Oh, that's my cue to say hi. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, to it's a, all very clear. <laughs> you're listening to an episode of DC on screen that is very laid back. Um, <laughs> the podcast that covers the DC Comics multiverse on film and television gives honest opinions on projects upcoming and past and believes that every version of a property is valid, even if we just don't want it to be. If it has been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers and welcome to the show. Joker has been released and we've already talked about it. Me and Jason. So, like, Effie, spoilers, still more spoilers, always. Yeah, spoilers, mm-hmm. spoilers, spoilers. I'm very curious uh, where you're going to put the music there, because it's... Oh, I, I, I mean, screwed that one royally. You're good. <laughs> like, I'm going to enjoy, like, how I ruined it, but I still, like, poo. It's going to be interesting. I love it already. Oh, it'll still be there. No, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I expect it to I'm be there. I'm not editing That's, it out. Exactly. That's why I listen to you guys. You don't edit the stuff out that other people would edit out. No, fuck that. Those are the best parts. <laughs> We're going to fuck up together. Exactly. Do you sincerely think those are the best parts? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be paying for your Patreon if like the chasing squirrel shit wasn't somewhat interesting to me. That's, that's true. We do have a lot of fun with those. Yeah. Yeah. And usually they're just in the episode. So, you know. A lot of times we do. We just don't edit them out because uh, I'm too tired. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Yeah, no, that that's a good a excuse. There's a lot of like finishing recording at 11:30 p.m. that's that's going mm. on. Well, mm-hmm. glad to sort of adjust your schedule and uh, make it happen earlier in the day for you. Oh, you would think that would be a thing, but it just it never never uh, never comes to be. It never mm. works out. We try to be fair. Yeah, sometimes it happens. We we have we have on occasion had like a a healthy time to record. Sat down, done it, knocked it out, did everything we wanted to, and went to bed at a decent hour. 
it it feels like most of the time when we like start earlier we bullshit up front way too much and don't actually get to the recording yeah. until way too uh, late or in the middle of the show we just we take way more time on all the topics we're talking about mm-hmm. that and sounds more realistic we, we, like we feel like oh hey we have a minute yeah yeah and then it's a four-hour show and the extra time mm-hmm. that we have when we actually allot ourselves when we're on schedule and give ourselves extra time appropriately, it turns into extra rope with which we hang ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, very fitting, truly. Yeah. The suicidal tendencies and all. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, yeah, no, I, I feel that. <sighs> well, we did an hour and a half on it. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, good point. I, I, I vaguely recall what I listened to today, but like, I've, I've heard your review, but, uh, that's, that's about it. I, I just have, thoughts because that's what, kind of what this movie does and i mean you can get all the stuff that it's well made out of the way because that's that that's sort of like yeah it's it's a good film that's not the the thing really that's worth discussing i think because there's not more a the lot. uh what did it leave you with kind of thing yeah the content the the that's 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 more of the thing because i was impacted quite quite yeah not not literally but like Emotionally, I, it, 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 this one for a movie that's really about pain, it definitely hurts. It's it's not a comfortable watch. Um, no, no. I, I think several I, people tell me that it will make me uncomfortable on a thought. Well, great, let's mm-hmm. do this. Yeah, no, and I think I just wasn't quite prepared for how uncomfortable it would make me on the first watch. Nice. That also because I somewhat I didn't, um, for instance, expect that he would be having the the pseudo bulber effect the the laughing fits that make no sense to anyone around him like mm-hmm. i i'd heard the interviews that he had been looking at people with that condition but i figured mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a good way to like find your creepy laugh for the joker um but it really it hit me just a little more how sad it was you know it it yeah. connected really but um and the uh, like the worn out laminated card explaining himself. Yeah, exactly. And and he must have had like many of those. And still oh, yeah. it's it's like every day you have to hand that out and oh. mm-hmm. and, and it, it gets the point I didn't see the lady on the bus hand it back. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. I was like, did you just keep that to like tell your husband at home like, "Hey, look what I got in the on the bus last." Uh, you Jesus. already have a crazy story. You don't need to keep the man's card. Exactly. You don't really He's clearly need dealing proof. with something. Yeah, yeah, he he needs that card. Just just give him the damn card. Yeah. How much how much did you enjoy it later on when he realized when he explained that all that time he wasn't it wasn't an accident. He was meant to be laughing that way, and that's who he was. I appreciate that, but I think it is also somewhat undercut by like the rest of the movie because mm-hmm. there's it's I don't feel like it's reflected or framed as a story about a mentally ill man like finding his his liberation and everything because that liberation is is rooted in violence and scaring other people and he is he is made the villain eventually and i think like they expect they fully expect the audience to lose sympathy at some point and i think i'm the weird one for not really losing sympathy because i'm really just like yeah well he's 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 making stupid choices but he's like barely in control so there's right there's that issue for me that i really just feel bad for him throughout 
no matter yeah. what he does, really, because he's just being fucked over. I mean, maybe you're weird. I don't know. I I felt uh, much the same way. I did too. Like he got his meds taken away from him. Everyone treated him like shit, rich and poor alike. Uh, you know, I and publicly made fun made... of on uh, mm. within a product that he apparently cherished. Mm-hmm. That's got to sing. Um, yeah, I. I... Everything, everything hurt. Like it's, it's just, and as, especially the meds is just like, well, at this point, who knows what's like left of him? Because I don't, I don't even like myself without my meds. It's, it's there's, I, if, and he's on more kinds of meds than I am. Yeah. If yeah. only to I like mean, obscure his diagnosis, like mm, seven meds could be anything. Mm. It could. And they intentionally obscured the diagnosis. And I do kind of like that because it makes, uh, it leaves it open to some kind of, uh, you can project into it a little bit. Um, yeah, I, th- I think so. But it's also a way to sort of generalize it to like, oh, it's he's, he's just crazy, you know? And that's also... Otherwise, you end up with like, oh, it's this specific condition and your portrayal of it isn't really accurate and also problematic. But right. eh, you, can't, you can't really win on this one, I think, because of the story you're telling. No, and there were there was some worry, and and I've um, I think I've been able to articulate it a little bit better now that I've slept about slept on it. But there was some worry that you would take this disaffected person, and some people would relate to him and think of the violence as some kind of prescription for finding their voice. And I I don't think the film really told that story, but like I yeah, think there's no, a, a hint of ignorance in that idea. I um, I agree. I think there is like that's not the. It's not the, the take story they're to me. telling. No, exactly. I, I think if you take that away from this film, you're watching an entirely different movie. But that well, whole I media think you circus, have like a, a deep misunderstanding of mental health and what actually helps it. Uh, like it, it's. Oh no, absolutely. Because he's not. He's not really helping himself. He's just feeling manic for a bit, and that's, that's yeah. better than being depressed in in some instances, but not really great. It's not better as far as outcomes, but it feels better. Which is yeah, why, exactly. for instance, with bipolar, it's really hard to keep people on their medication. When they feel better, they don't want to take it, and everything kind of yeah. spirals out of control shortly after. No, precisely, because you, you're just like, well, uh, this this feels pretty all right. I don't want to, like, get that to be stable again, because stable sucks. Yeah, stable's just kind of blah. And with Manic, there's a true, you know, there's a heightened sense of, like, the delusions of Grandeur really take control. Like, you have a, a huge sense of, like, I can do anything, I'm unstoppable. Why? Exactly, and I think that's into medicating that out. It, it's a really good feeling, you know. Yeah, it's very accurate because I, I I read in the in the in the newspaper, and I I read these reviews just just for fun because I never agree with the, with the the person writing them because they're like they know so little compared to any fan. But <laughs> they they somewhere along the lines they called him uh, narcissistic, and I was like, did did we watch the same movie? Like, there's you could see those illusions of grandeur, but that's like still just slightly overly ambitious but it's not he's not i don't see him as really a narcissist in no, this one that's not the right he's no, just, term at all to me he's he's compl- he's like insecure to a fault because he's being undermined at every point and no one can like socially interact with him because he, yeah, he's just weird to everyone else that's part of what the film talks about especially when he's talking about uh when he's talking to his mom in the uh, hospital before he kills her um <laughs> and kind of says like i've i've never had uh how does he put it um i've never had one fucking good moment or something like that um yeah i've never been ho- happy minute. for a fucking minute in my life and that's yeah like, there you that, go. that's that's just that's not Oof. how a narcissist thinks that's not a sentence a narcissist no exactly traditionally would say 
I mean, if and you I combine think, narcissism with, um, you know, a, a deep depression, maybe there's, I mean, it's, it's possible, but it's not, that's not what came across to me. No, it's, it's weird because he's not the usual sociopathic joker in that sense. He's not a psychopath. He's not in that sense. He's not cruel. He's aware of other people's feelings. He's even like sympathizing with the boys in the beginning. Like, oh, I should have just left them alone. They were like a couple of punks just being kids and fucking around. Yeah. And in like a weirdly well-adjusted moment for this joker, he kind of has empathy for those kids. Exactly. So it's, and I think that's also where that's part of the reason uh it's it shouldn't be it i don't think it glorifies violence in that sense because it tears him down so much but the whole yeah. media circus like creating this this expectation of violent incidents as a result of the film from people who like recognize themselves in his mission of anarchy um i think there's a difference with for instance the the portrayal by heath ledger and i think the reason that he connected with a lot of people including some that took it the wrong way like the the person who shot up the theater that is now not showing this Joker film. Right. Um, like, Ledger was... He was cool. He was funny. He was being smarter than everyone else. And his cruelty was, like, alluring, therefore. And I know a, a friend of mine who goes to a lot more conventions than I do uh, declared that most uh, of the cosplayers of Jokers were just dicks, plain and simple. Because they're using, like, the excuse of the costume to be assholes to elders. And I was, yeah. I, I used to be one of the one or two examples she, uh, uh, they told me about that, uh, you know, wasn't quite a dick. And then I either became a dick or stopped cosplaying. I'm not sure which one came first. But <laughs> to me, Joker is supposed to be like purely evil, like that enigmatic, homicidal, maniacal danger to anyone around him. Yeah. And and this one, if you want to consider him the same character at all, is is very pathetic. There's just, there's not that, that alluring factor of like, I want to be this guy. Because you don't yeah. want to be this guy. I very much doubt anyone would see this and be, want to be like him. Because he, no, he the, does. The only concern people had sometimes was, uh, and it, it's still a gross misunderstanding, but some people thought mm. that when you saw this guy, uh, this portrayal, certain people would, would see him and relate to him in a way where they thought, I'm already that broken. This is a guy who represents me. And then see like his actions as a path out and or somewhere or, like or at least like a yeah no a and path I, I into making feel that. their death make more sense than their life so to speak yeah and, and I I think I had quite a bit of that really reaction a... it's it's not like I I know better than to like pursue his path of action but I did really recognize a lot in just the mental illness parts and just the the depression the suicidal tendencies the the sad part basically the before he grows violent it's like well that's that's a line i shouldn't cross probably like let's not do that and let's not admit to that on a podcast but um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it's, it's <laughs> there's not that you it's not uh it's not a truly like happy ending even for him like he enjoys it but he still comes across as sickly as being sorely mistaken in his observations of reality yeah, and he's, he's not. There's, an there's no of mistake like, yeah, there. I should definitely do that because I can achieve that outcome. There's no good outcome here. Precisely. There's just just more tragedy, really, and yeah. sort of escapism into his head and his persona, and that's about it. Now, he, he, I mean, he does like inspire a movement within the narrative, but that just kind of puts the movement in a bad light because of how he is portrayed. So anyone following him is is immediately also like you you ugh, you don't want to be a part of that movement 
And you could read you could read it as as the violence liberating him from like doubting his own existence, having an unintentional impact on the world around him, sort of ends his suicidal tendencies. But the framing is still like it's it's sad to go to those lengths. He's only the hero inside of his fantasy world, right? Yeah, but the it does. That I, I didn't understand about that particular strain of the movie, like that that little subplot emotionally was when he kills the three guys, the three you know assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know it's it's in self defense. Yeah, I mean initially he kills. Yeah, the third two of guy them is like, like in self defense, and the other one he <laughs> hunted down to leave no fun. witnesses. That's but <laughs> yeah, but was it really for fun? Because I feel like at that I don't see this guy having fun nearly anywhere in the movie, which is. Yeah. very uncharacteristic for a joker but like he's he hunts him down but that could also just be like fuck i can't let this one guy walk away and yeah i like, think it was let me it. out because i won't get away exactly like that's that was just, just like see, i don't, you know, think, fairly fairly I don't think it was i don't think it, i i was joking i don't think it was for fun i don't think it was i can't let any witnesses um get away i think he it was rage yeah that that works could have been i mean it could have just been like the finally had enough falling down kind of moment yeah yeah the catharsis in the moment and the and the scene after where he's in in the random bathroom, it, it I think stems from the the finally standing up for yourself, like having some sort of agency, some sort of assertiveness, even if yeah. that assertiveness is kind of kind of a bit bit much. But you know, like outside of the murder, I think that's that's sort of the point. Yeah, I, I'm not sure though. It's one of the it's one of the choices that I think they made in either. Writing, directing, or editing this film that I didn't, I don't completely understand yet, and I kind of want more time with is the fact that the the self defense aspect of it is never mentioned for the rest of the movie. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't even try to like make ex- make that excuse for himself when he's on the the Murray Franklin show. There's just yeah, he just confesses like it was murder, sure. Even and, when he's and at it home wasn't, he was watching with his mom the um like watching the news with his mom and watching the Thomas Wayne interview. He still doesn't. Mm-hmm. He's annoyed that. I mean, he's he's annoyed at Thomas Wayne for various reasons, but he's not. It doesn't occur to him that he needs to defend himself. Which I mean, yeah. maybe that's part. Maybe that's part of the the psychology of what they were building there was. It doesn't occur to him that he needed to defend himself because, as he puts it later, like it, if it if it was just one big joke, part of the joke is I killed these three upstanding citizens and y'all give a shit. But if it was fucking me on the sidewalk, you'd step over me. Yeah, I, and there's there's like if he now I forgot what you said before that. Damn it. Um, always, the show. always, always. Uh, thank you, thank you. Um, no, uh, I'm looking at my notes, but that's not going to help because it was responding to something. Jesus, <laughs> I'm I'm really unsure what you said. Now this is this is my my short term memory. Apparently, wow. We can oh, sing. Where? We can sing in the meantime. To, uh, oh, that's a great idea. Do we do, we do the, the Sinatra song or the, the, the That's Life? or No, at the moment, the song in my head is is uh, Elmo's song. Ah. That's because we were watching it for two hours this morning. Oh, that happens. Is she, is she at that age already? Like, oof. Yeah, she's right about a year, so Elmo's Yeah, okay, Elmo's you can boy. start feeding them media. That's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> start um, feeding them media? <laughs> Jesus, a cynical outlook. <laughs> I mean, how much is he going to retain? She's what? That made so much sense to me. It didn't even occur to me that sounds like, oh, yeah. No, you can do that. You have to sort of distract them. Like, it's Elmo. She's not going to remember any of that. No, she might accidentally learn to count. We'll be all right. That could be cool. (laughs) Yeah. And she could do the countdown There are worse things to show than some Sesame Street. It's all right. 
<laughs> oh, definitely. Like, you're not you're not make, making her watch Joker. So that's like she's not taking away the wrong lessons from that. No, <laughs> I'm I'm honestly surprised <laughs> you're you have her watch an Elmo and not like Linda Carter's Wonder Woman or something. Oh no, I'm getting there. But <laughs> she has to remember that at least. You know, for some this, reason this the visit of Elmo really distracts her. And by the way. Elmo's World. When you when you watch Elmo's World as a as a show and and imagine him as as uh, uh, at least a sociopathic, possibly homicidal ruler of Elmo, of Sesame Street, the whole show is a little bit more fun. Mm, I can imagine. Like, instead of going on adventures with people, it looks more like he walks into frame, hijacks whoever's there, and they go before <laughs> he does something to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would make sense if you factor in if you if you factor in the creator's motivations. Into Elmo's psychology. <laughs> what was the creator's? Uh, the creator was like arrested for like child porn and stuff. Oh, oh God. God, yeah. Oh, that is weird. Now I would say to Let's, see the. Uh, uh, I mean, um, it, it, okay. I, I derailed this one for hard. years and years and years. Was uh, accused of some things, and you know, it got cleared by a grand jury. I, did, I haven't looked into it. That's all I know. Literally, all that. That's it. But um, it's it's still like I watched an episode later. I was like, mm, I need to do more research now. <laughs> <laughs> this feels weird. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Tickle me, Elmo, indeed. <laughs> oh. oh, God. You remember they fucking parachuted those things down? It was mm-hmm. insane. Yep. It was absolutely <laughs> insane. They parachuted that... Wait, what? They literally strapped Tickle Me Elmos to parachutes and dropped them out of a fucking plane because they were so scarce that they were able to create little events out of them and threw them out of the wow. fucking plane and parents stood there on the ground and trampled on each other to get them. Wow. That is, that's, that's special. Yeah. It, it was I, crazy. I really got this off track. Okay. You were saying, it was like, I'll, 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 I'll bring it back. That's what those, that's what the riot looked what, like. <laughs> yeah. That's what those assholes in the Joker masks were doing like a week after he got sent to the asylum. They were, they were crowding around trying to buy a Tickle Me Elmo. Oh yeah. Of course. Because now we know forgotten. how the movie ends. Yeah. All these questions. I, you know what? The movie is set no, retro. There's, there's Elmo's. The movie is a little bit retro, and it's probably about 20, 25 years ago that we're talking about, and there was some looting happening, and if we had watched this movie again, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if somebody was looting a fucking Tickle Me Elmo under the arm. Oh, yeah. I, I would yeah. enjoy that now very much. I mean, I saw TVs and, you know, the regular shit, but... I remember in the 90s, people were busting in other people's cars on parking lots to get Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're gonna have that White Ranger? Yeah. Crash. I suddenly appreciate all my toys from childhood a lot more. Now that I realize how much my parents have had to fight for them. They put their yeah. lives on the line. <laughs> exactly. Have you never seen Jingle All the Way? I mean, damn it. That shit got real. <laughs> I, I can't hear that 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 uh, the title of that movie without thinking of the old Clutch Cargo Conan bit where they have the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger face and... Uh, oh, what's his face? Uh, I can't remember his name. The guy that does Triumph, the insult comic dog. It's his mouth over over arnold's and he's like you must look watch my holiday classic jingle all the way (laughs) and it's been like 10 years since jingle all the way came out but he just keeps bringing it up right by the way didn't jingle all the way have phil hartman in it i think so and sinbad how did we do that the circle is round damn it how would we do this was it not sinbad i thought sinbad was so but uh phil hartman i think was in a movie with sinbad maybe that's it's all connected yeah, all the things before. I've never heard that, of are connected. I don't think that was mentioned on the show. I think it was before we started. But I was telling Effie, she oh, had to go yeah. listen or uh, go check out some Phil Hartman. Yeah, we we and, didn't uh, record you, that. You should shit. check out some Phil Hartman SNL sketches. But um, 
the the rest of the stuff we're talking about, not America's best foot forward. You know what? Jingle All the Way had Sinbad and Phil Hartman. Fuck yeah, it did. Yes. Yeah, it did. I thought I remembered a Novocaine scene. Also had Jake Lloyd of Star Wars Episode One. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) And Jim Belushi for some reason. He just shows up places. And Rita Wilson. just show up places. Why Rita Wilson? What is this movie? <laughs> it, was the, it was the big thing it's, that It year, sounds man. like I really need to watch this again. Because <laughs> I feel like I've Mole, seen it. They, oh, I'm not sure they, you do. I'm not sure you do at all. Hmm. I'm pretty sure your Christmas will go just fine without it. They had Lorraine Newman. They had Harvey Corman. They had Richard Mole, freaking Two-Face from BTAS. Uh, now I think is a holiday classic that I have to check out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, we'll do a Patreon episode just on this movie. It's not related to DC, but really, who cares? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Isn't it, it might. You just you just made the connection. Really, that's that's enough to go on, I right? Mean, it, the headliner of the movie is Mister <laughs> yeah. Freeze, a bad Mister Freeze, right. but a Mister Freeze. He could have been like a great Mister Freeze. It's like the only one on the big screen, so we'll take it. You know? Yeah, it's all we've got. He could have been a really great Mister Freeze, really. I mean, he delivered those puns. He did. I different mean, material would have made for a better or worse. movie, but he delivered those puns. He made he delivered the shit out of it. <laughs> he tried. We, none of us were proud. We all felt dirty, but he, it happened. Yeah, you I can't. I you secretly can't enjoyed them. it. I secretly enjoyed the puns. Mm. <laughs> I'm now like I'm. I'm partly trying to fan cast Sinbad into DC, and I can't figure out where I put him. <laughs> oh, hmm. I don't know. Like the DCEU or this new Joker verse? Because honestly, you could cast him in a in a you in know a what? Sequel. Like who knows if it will happen? But I I kind of want to see Sinbad as Harvey Bullock. That actually might not be bad. Hmm. I mean, dude comes to Birmingham every year. I can go catch him at the comedy club and find <laughs> out. Yeah. Although his we'll his his that. comedy house now turned into like he less and less he does the uh the an actual hour of stand up it now it's become like 15 minutes of stand up and and like 45 to an hour and a half or whatever of just him playing the blues with his band well that's cool too man <laughs> ooh condiment king that would be fun <laughs> that would be a lot of fun where exactly did you want to fit in condiment king <laughs> if, really if they did if they did any kind of like uh if they did Hush or if they did uh, Long Halloween where he's just like fighting di- different criminals throughout the year and stuff. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. You could just you make could it just a throwaway. Him, yeah. You could have him do a throwaway thing. Well, well, I, well, let, I don't think I would mind. Let's have Matt Reeves a... uh, listen to this episode and uh, see what he can do. Just throw that in. Yeah. Well, all we need is a riot scene and him just standing on the top of like a, a, a fucking fast food establishment with two bottles in his hand, <laughs> squirting them at everybody. We've yelling, got an origin story. And then fucking cut scene, and we got this. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and I'll laugh my dick off when I see that. It would be great. Yeah, I yeah. I would, too. <laughs> if he's like, I want to hear him go, how I, I how I relish this moment, Batman. You know. <laughs> Just Batman. Who the fuck are you? That's the thing, though. Uh, I would and love Robin. to see Batman almost break down a little bit emotionally and, and intellectually when he sees that. Just like condiment king coming at him and just a breakdown like who the fuck are you god damn it i you what i don't even know what kind of gimmicks to look out for anymore are you fucking kidding me condiment king jesus goddamn crap get your fucking ass in arkham before i beat your ass i almost i just want to see alfred's response to what he thinks is blood in the batman suit and then realizing this is ketchup <laughs> oh god oh oh and then a smarmy kind of like 
Because you know Alfred detests ketchup as a <laughs> as an accessory to food. <laughs> Being I, that he I is generally relate. considered a foodie. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of ketchup. I can't help it. I love it. Burger, hot dog, end of story. I like yeah, the chili. It's like the the, the oh, curry the kind ones. of ketchup. It's 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 just the regular kind is too sweet for me, and I'm like that doesn't fit right with most. Oh, there's of what a shit ton of sugar it in it. It's yeah, exactly. Absurd. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's, it's syrup, but red. And I, it's I'm, like someone decided that to, the tomato was like, oh, you think you're a fruit, but fucking wait. Let me pound you down and put some sugar in you. You'll taste like a goddamn fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thought you were healthy, but let's let's fix that, mm. right? Give me a fucking second. I like ketchup. <laughs> Here's an entire sugar can enema. Go, go for it, buddy. I love how this episode ha- has, has like reached the point of I love ketchup. This is this is our title. <laughs> this is now, yeah, no, wonderful. <laughs> no, sometimes they're just one big squirrel. Mm-hmm. It happens. It's a good one. It's a good one. Don't, don't even really know where we left off with the Joker. We did time okay. back in for a second. I, I I I remembered along the way where what I couldn't remember before. So ah, you said it worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll work out. You were uh, talking about um. Him, him not defending himself by saying he was fighting back, and there yeah. might be something in there just because he's not—he's never been taught that he's supposed to fight back or stand up for himself. I think he's just always had to take every kind of abuse. So I think it doesn't even cross his mind that he is allowed to defend himself to a certain extent. Could be, but that was hmm. that was really all I remembered and then connected to, but. <laughs> There's a, but, I mean, the the movie makes it a point, uh, it makes a point of him not having a father figure, and I, mm. you know, for sure, I don't think it's some uh, gender biased thing where you have to have a father figure to know how to defend yourself. But it may have been, it may have been something they were building into his character is that he didn't really have an example of that. Yeah, and he's his, he's, and his mom's a bit of an underfoot figure as well. I don't think he has any really body in his in his life that's telling him like, no, it's okay to have a spine. No, exactly. He has he has one person in his life, and that's his mom. And she's a shitty mom, even before we find out just how shitty she used to be. <laughs> yeah, but of course she's ultra shitty. Yeah, exactly. She 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 gets worse, but that's that's like the narrative, the the dramatic tension that builds. But yeah. <laughs> he's he he's he's had to defend himself like from father figures, from the boyfriends, and and but um, talking about his 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 mother. Um, her her delusions and the whole implication coming along with that that at least that part of Arthur's illnesses is inherited. That's all connected to horrible behavior and abuse. And mm-hmm. then the rest of Arthur's illnesses, like the the pseudobulbar affect, the laughing fits, um, that can be at, uh, attributed to that trauma caused by his childhood abuse. Yeah, that, I thought. Um, yeah, they didn't focus on that at all, but they definitely left it out there. Uh, I think again they didn't want to be diagnosable, but they definitely left you that if you wanted to to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, there's there's like enough of a of a an origin there if you if you want to connect those dots. Yeah. But at the same time, like the, the consequence is that it implies that people with mental illnesses are both victims of society and abuse and everything, but mm-hmm. also that taking away their care leads to these violent incidents. Which you you can like interpret it as a complaint against the negligence in the healthcare, uh, and but I I can't oh, that was, help but that was also one of my s- big takeaways. 
my, my yeah, no, I, I remember that. We were one. Um, this is be what fucking happens nice. when you have a shitty healthcare system that doesn't give a fuck about people. Yeah. And two, uh, be fucking nicer, especially yeah. to the weird people, because it's like, not only is it the right thing to do, um, like a little bit goes a long way. And, you know, when, when someone's at their worst, they need it more than ever. No, true. But I think, I think you're being a good person. No, I think... <laughs> It's it's an, a more optimistic reading, and I might be a cynic here now, but like I also feel like it adds to the narrative that pops up every time there's a mass shooting. Like mentally ill people are the scapegoat for gun violence, while most of the dangerous men committing horrific acts are usually ideologically motivated by hate speech. And you know, unlike yeah. Arthur, I mean, traditionally just... in our country, when there's a shooting, it goes down. Uh, the The two paths of of scapegoatism are gun rights and mental health. And it's it's a mixture of whichever news outlet you're looking at, but you're probably going to get a mixture of those two talking points when you when we have it's a, it's incident. one or the other. He was just insane, or well, we should probably do something about guns. Um, but it's it's um, he he just goes after people who have like wronged him in some way, but he also explicitly distances himself from those people adopting his appearance. And yeah. That that could be like commentary on the real world impact of the character of of people, like of what it what the movie is being accused of inciting that it really hasn't incited yet to this point and probably mm-hmm. won't. No, I think it's going to be a news cycle. All yeah, that, but, I, but exactly, it's it's just like it's it's like they really want this shit to happen. They're 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 like hyping it up. Like, please, someone do something because we've been like saying it will happen. So, someone grab a gun, please, please. Yeah. It's it's really weird, but because um, there, there's been so many violent movies, so many movies considering even this subject matter, it's 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 there there's like just picking this one out of the the pile and going, oh, this one's dangerous. All the others eh, somehow not as much. Yeah, that's that's all quite right. Yeah, no, there's there are far worse examples of uh, fictional examples to to draw from than what we saw here. Like. It, if anything, mm-hmm. this one here gives you some reason to empathize with an antagonist for once. Like he's he's I don't even want to use the term antihero. Um he's just an antagonist. No. Like this is just a movie from the other angle. That's almost all the movie accomplishes, but it is, but he's it also does a really a very, good job of giving he's you a, very a, a different villain. Oh he's yeah. Not, he's not the usual actually evil villain. He's, no, there's no he's mustache not, twirling. He he specifically like no, he might but, as well have said that in the last speech on Richard Murray. That he's not a mustache twirling, like, that's not, he's not a dog chasing cars, it's none of that stuff. It's No, just, exactly, he's not even the, the kind of evil that Joker usually is without being mustache twirly, it's just, he's he's hamming it up, like, normally Joker can ham it up without being one-dimensional, because he's, that's his thing, and yeah. it's, it's, it has a certain charm, but this is just, this is just, yeah. I, f- I feel like by the end, where he's, he's killed the innocent psychiatrist who hasn't done anything to him. Um, I think by the end, he actually is a villain. I think he's leaned into that. Like, well, society made me this or think that I'm this way. So I might as well be this way. And I'm going to, you know, glean joy from that. Um, he gets there. Definitely. And yeah, I'm not sure if yeah. it's, um, I'm not sure if it's because of the events of the movie or if the events in the movie never fucking happened. And that was one of his first kills. I, it, again, it's, how, I, I, interpreting I do have exactly like what happened in this movie is hard to do, but I think he still gets there. Yeah, no, I, I do have a proposal of sorts of, of, of like a reading of that last scene. Uh, firstly, mm-hmm. at, at first I didn't quite 
immediately assume like, oh, he, he killed the, the, the psychiatrist without fucking anything in the room really to do it with. Well, otherwise, you're, you're a pretty shitty mental institution. But um, <laughs> I, I wondered if it's possible to like place that final scene before all the events of the movie. Um, at the time when he was previously in a clinic, uh, we see him like smashing his head once like in a flashback. Yeah. If that's then... Uh, before he was let out again and had to get his meds through the social services, about which I have to say, like, your healthcare system is a fucking mystery to me, because... Oh, us too. Like, I... I, mm-hmm. I have... I can't even imagine a scenario in which I, I am denied medication because one thing closes down. That's just not... I... Okay. Anyway, there's, there's like... I mean... There's the option... When, when it comes down to a, uh, like, a free social service like he was getting, yeah, you can just straight up get put on the street on, on some of this kind of thing. Like, when you're buying into the healthcare system as it is in America, when you're, like, when you're purchasing from one of the companies that has health insurance, you have a system of providers, and, like, if, if one of your doctors just suddenly went down... Like, I literally had a doctor in my past who was arrested. <laughs> I could have just gone to another fucking doctor. At the time, mm. I decided I didn't want to take any more medication, and that happened just previous, and it's a long story. But, um, of course, that guy died broke and alone and in prison, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, <laughs> again, long story. But he, I, uh, I can't imagine. <laughs> now I kind of want to know it. What, what is... One one day, one day we'll get there. Um, yeah, he, <laughs> but I just looked at the newspaper when it was like, oh, that's my fucking doctor. He's gone. It's over. That he, He's out of the game. And I, because it's a network, I could have just gone to somebody else and explained what my situation was. They could have looked up a record or I could have started from scratch or whatever, but I could have gotten access to medication. Yeah, that's, um, that seems more reasonable somehow. <laughs> when you're on, like when you're not in the, like that we have, we have Medicare, Medicaid, and then we have private. Um, any one of those things has a network. If you're actually on mm. and, and it does, it, they definitely portray this as um, the flex don't have a lot of money there. He's definitely using uh, public programs that. Yeah, no, let's, I mean, it's the 80s, so I, I, I doubt, but I that doubt is real. Like when something like Medicaid, go away, you yeah. just don't have access. It's uh yeah no it's 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 interesting not having universal healthcare it's it's a thing yeah I mean and it's not even universal as in free as in uh, some countries but like over here it's still like you you gotta have it there's just it's not wise not to so why wouldn't you like make it obligatory but yeah uh, having said that <laughs> I I went on a tangent there um <laughs> I was I was saying like he could have just died as a result of the car crash. And imagine standing up for his his final applause in his dying moments on the hood of that car, and that would have been it, you know. And then his death made more sense than his life, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, he, in and a then, way, he and pulled then, off that dramatic sentence. But yeah, and and like the the about the clinic, we know literally nothing because he's been locked up once before, apparently for well, who is to say? Uh, and that is that is just extremely vague. Have yeah, you I thought about was, why you were in there? I mean, okay, um, I think we should all know, but nope. Now, Tim of the Suicide Squad cast, I haven't listened to their review, but he posted on Twitter that he was watching the movie again and noticed that it was like 11.12 on the clock while he was in that uh, in that session with his social worker. Mm-hmm. And then when it cuts to the asylum and he's hitting his head against the, the, the window in the door, it's the same time on the clock. Ooh. That's interesting. I'm not sure what it means yet, but that's interesting. <laughs> well, I I brought it before that I think it's entirely possible that, like, if healthcare if healthcare was treated correctly, when this guy says I have nothing but negative thoughts, they should have worked into that deeper. 
He maybe possibly should have gone to visit some professionals for a few days, just for an overnight stay, like a 48, 72 hour thing. See how things were going. Just. Yeah. As soon as someone says that, especially it's like, like, well, uh, you're dealing with someone who's pretty clearly suicidal. Let's, let's, let's look into that. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a, uh, I mean, a, a, one of my best friends, uh, spent some time in a hospital, you know, because he just, he, he was having a bit of a breakdown and mentioned that he had had suicidal thoughts. Well, that's a 48 hour mandatory lockdown. I mean, he Hmm. spent the weekend in the hospital because they want to make sure you're not going to hurt yourself. And if you're in a, if you're in the vicinity of a healthcare, it's not all the time, but, um, if you're in the vicinity of a healthcare situation and you mention that you have suicidal ideations or that you've, you're, that you're thinking about, or if, if at any point someone pulls the trigger on like, I think this guy's thinking about killing himself, they can yeah. just put your ass on lockdown for, for a minute. And it, yeah, no, it's my it's, first it's, thought was after that conversation with the social worker, maybe someone put his ass on lockdown for a damn minute and said, we need to, we need to have a closer look at this guy. Let's, let's have him sit in one of our rooms for a second. And that maybe the entire movie took place in his head while he was in one of those rooms. Yeah. It's hard to like pinpoint a, 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 a like a point midway through like that, where it would just all stop being real. Because I feel like that's also a bit of a cop-out if you, like, cut out a lot of the events. Because, like, yeah, everything could have been in his head. But then he was also imagining things within his imagining things. And, you know... Oh, yeah. The the fact that he would... If he was imagining it, the fact that he fakes himself out. Yeah, like, um, oh, wait, no, I was just imagining this relationship with Sophie from next door. But, yeah. uh, now I am going to go mad because of that, but that's also my fantasy. I, I, I think that's that that works less just from a motivation standpoint of like the character. It could, but if he had enough issues, and we're talking about somebody on seven medications, which mm-hmm. I mean, for like any I, I'm, issue, I'm seven familiar with lot. having multiple layers of thoughts, but like still, that's that's impressive. It would be a feat, right? Um, yeah. You know, we're, this is the Joker we're talking about, and in several iterations of the character throughout the comics, I'm actually looking at a, a at a big uh, paperback book that I have called Batman Masterpieces. It was a a line of paintings that were created, uh, I think, for a uh, uh, trading card line, uh, and they wound up putting it in a book because there was an ongoing story. And it was a lot of it was just an excuse to get a lot of different interpretations of Joker and Batman fighting. Like, but it's really kind of neat because they tell it through the viewpoint of the Joker, uh, or uh, recalling throwdowns he's had with Batman. And sometimes they're in like the Middle Ages. (laughs) Sometimes they're you know fighting on a pirate ship, and like every their costumes change to to match the uh, the era. Um, and it kind of fits in with the whole, like, multiple choice past of the Joker. Like, I don't know, there's, there's something to be said about, uh, you know, the, this idea that the Joker just is so crazy that he sees things, he imagines things within imaginings. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the super sanity thing I quite like of him not being so much insane, but, like, too sane. Uh, yeah. That, that, that always a, appealed to me. I in feel a like sense. that was a Grant Morrison, um, insight or if not it fills very grant morrison e in general yeah it's it sounds like him yeah i thought it was um i I do feel like in the in that final scene there's like one thing that bothers me most and that's the the joke sort of but like the shot of bruce put in between that line that his psychiatrist wouldn't get it, it it feels like a meta joke about creating the bat but then the rest of the movie is so unconcerned with like sticking to any comic book lore that 
like the way yeah. he's being shot might as well have been a fantasy too. Like I could they, see that, but they kind of pulled one on me there where it, they swore they weren't going to lean into any of the normal Gotham lore. And then they kind of did. Yeah. And it, I had bought the press. I had bought uh, Todd Phillips kind of uh, his talking points before that they weren't going to do that. And, um, and when they actually did, I kind of thought, well, that, I mean, it's a neat backstory. I mean, I, I would, I would totally watch this version of Batman come up, but it's cool. But at the same time, it also extra, extra, like, uh, admits that this version of Joker isn't the Joker because he would just be a, uh, quite an old man by that time. Like he, he would fall apart long before then, you know, judging you from think, how, how he's doing. <laughs> it's only about 10 years we're talking about though. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, because I mean that kid's probably thirteen or fourteen, and uh, by yeah, a lot of counts, optimistic, sure. Bruce got start started around like twenty two. You know, fair. as actually that's like fair. in year one continuity, twenty two, twenty three. And I would I would argue that the film is ambiguous at best about how old Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is. That is yeah, fair. He could just look better. They make him sound is. like he's in late twenties. I'm sorry. What were you saying, Effie? Sorry. Oh no, I I was saying like he he could just look better because well he is batter by mm-hmm. everyone in society so speaking of which um the uh, somewhere during the movie uh, somewhere around i don't know i think the second beating when he was getting his ass beat on the subway mm-hmm. somewhere I, if joker has a superpower it's probably getting his ass beat and dealing with it yeah yeah he's <laughs> he has experience with that doesn't he i mean he dude can take a fucking beating i mean he does from batman on a regular basis on the reg and he's fine it's, there's there's no reason for being so good at that, but he is he is indeed very very good at it. I think there's like a hint of uh, I think they call it analgesia, but um I, I think there's a hint with him that he doesn't necessarily feel pain to the extent that the rest of us do. Like I in in I, this I, I get movie the of like in or, or in comic book uh, lore or where well, in comic book lore in general, but um every time I've seen Joker portrayed, and it seems like a live action thing. Like uh, think back to the. Heath Ledger, the interrogation scene with him and Batman. I I was already there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, this scene where he's he's just kicked in the kidneys over and over fucking again. Like, he sh- it, it, dude was peeing blood, for sure. Mm. It, it, somewhere during this movie. Um, I, I love, like, the, the opening shot where you can just see the, the flower dripping fluid. Like, that's that's just... That was yeah. a lovely touch in the in the, the, the title shot. Like, oh, yeah. That was nice. Here's the thing... Joaquin Phoenix is only 44 years old. Hmm. I don't know why he seems older. Yeah, he, so if you do f- he, he looked 54, bad in this one. 55. I mean, I guess because the thing with River was like in our, like we were kids. Mm-hmm. Hell, Effie, I'm not even sure you were born at the time. That's been a uh, damn minute. Probably not. <laughs> like, Anything before 96, <laughs> no. like you can't, you can't blame me. No, 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 no. I mean, this was definitely in the late '80s. The uh, the thing with Rivers Phoenix being, you know, overdosing in a bathroom. Um, oh no, missed that. Yeah, that was one of those. Like, you might you might see it somewhere if you've seen like a documentary on the Brat Pack, or if you've heard of the Brat Pack at all. It's you um, know River Phoenix, right? River Phoenix, okay. I've heard of. Yeah, that's that's my mom's. Like she she she's she's mentioned him. <laughs> okay. Well, you I know you watched Stand by Me. Yeah, exactly. We've we've talked about. He was him the in main kid. One. Uh, which one was the main kid? <laughs> not, not Will Wheaton. It was an ensemble not, film. <laughs> not Will Wheaton. Not the, not the kid who was writing not the Wesley story. Crusher. But the, uh-huh. the kid, the kid who was kind of a bad egg that everyone misjudged who wound up uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting killed, saving somebody. I, I remember this solely because my mom talked about him a bunch. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Joaquin's real, real life brother. I yeah. found this on the web. Oh yeah, of course. Oh. <laughs> Google just heard something. Right? Hi Google. Um, 
He also, in in real life, unfortunately, uh, overdosed in a bathroom uh, somewhere on like somewhere on a main strip in L.A. And if I recall, was found by Johnny Depp. Well, that's one I hell of a story of her. I wouldn't doubt it. So Google, for whatever reason, heard me say. Apparently, it thought I summoned it. <laughs> I don't like the word summoned. And yeah, Google. No, I, I, I to me. specifically chose summoned. I specifically chose summoned. Um, it looked up kind of a bad egg that everyone does. Judge who wound up killing, who wound up getting killed, saving somebody. All right. Like the first thing that pops up is Bill Hicks. Oh <laughs> fuck! In That's awesome. <laughs> Jason loves Bill. That Hicks. That makes me so happy. Yeah, he's my favorite. I'm another just one. Confused. Another one gone before his time. He uh, he he died about. Uh, he died in '94, I think. Uh wasn't there for that either. Damn it. New. Nope. All these deaths I missed. So many people <laughs> died before I was born. Jeez. I mean, like all of them. Probably. Yeah. Like comparatively. More, more, quite a bit more than than after me, probably. But like, yeah, yeah. I mean, probably a couple trillion overall mm-hmm. I don't know, in the high billions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Oof. Jeez, mortality. Life Always is good short. to confront that. Oh, mm-hmm. that's fun. I mean, I've oh, been having a which, cold, so I've I've been confronting my mortality over the past weeks. I understand completely. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mortality and speaking of mortality in general, that. I'm I'm only half joking about this. the The movie didn't have I, I didn't have any effect going away from the movie where I I had any um uh, I don't know I I had no homicidal or suicidal instincts moving leaving the movie whatsoever, except that I really fucking wanted a cigarette. Oh my god, yes, I did too. The, I there mean, is oh so god. much smoking in this movie. Like there's I, a ton, I, and he makes it look great. I'm I'm not sure I can. Like get get on board with the no suicidal tendencies after this movie, but like the cigarette thing—that's just oof. That's that's human. And well, he d- a, he does make a friend it look good. Uh, who used like to I don't call know how he doesn't cough like a, more. Oh no, he he was a smooth one. Yeah, he's a very smooth smoker. Like um, <laughs> that guy's got a pack a day habit, and he's just all the phlegms like kept in check by the regular cigarette. I I know that style. Yeah. I've done that. <laughs> um, but I, I did have a friend who called smoking uh, uh an installment plan on suicide. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah, you won't get too old. You'll just live quite long enough to have experienced most of it, and then, you know, you kind of fizzle out. Probably check out gasping for air, you know. Like yeah, but you've been doing that for years, so you know you've had practice. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I genuinely, like, maybe once a year, and, I, and I've, I've been a smoker a couple times in my life, and maybe once a year I have, for some reason, just out of nowhere, some instinct, like, man, I would really like a cigarette. And, um... I, you know, it's normally not instigated by anything, but this movie, I was like, man, that fucking looks so relaxing. That looks <sighs> fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it could have been because the movie itself made me very uncomfortable, which I, oh, I yeah. applaud the movie for. That was that was an achievement that I'm impressed with. But um, like you, it, it does make you feel like, oh, my God, I need to sit down and like smoke just just yeah. something, just just inject something into my veins. I don't know. Oh, yeah. 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 It's definitely like I'm not sure. It's a movie that like I'm not sure if you should. Have a couple drinks before you see it, or if you should not have a couple drinks before you see it. I, I, I haven't tested this. I'm I'm not sure. I've been twice, but I I haven't tried like doing any substance abuse before. So like I I I can't speak on this subject. No, I don't I don't know. I mean, after seeing it twice, like it is a it's a it's a very um it's a it's a deep movie and it's gonna have a lot of impact. And um, like you said, it impacted you. Like uh, um 
on the one hand, I kind of think, you know, good job film. That's your piece of art. That's your job. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it just helps to be like prepared. Like the second time was a lot less, less bad just because I wasn't like shocked by everything. Um, mm, yeah. And I mean, I wasn't shocked by every twist because like I saw coming that like as soon as Sophie came to the door and was like, were you following me? And, mm-hmm. and being okay with that somehow, I was like, yeah, this is, there's, there's, this is what the scene fantasizing about being on the Murray Franklin show, like, that's what that set up. This is, this is going to be fake, all of it. And it was, so, you know, good, good job me. But, um, it, it <laughs> <laughs> well, in retrospect, and I made it all, like I said before, I made it all the way to the hospital scene before I was like, oh, that's bullshit. No, there's no way. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, it's like really sweet, but like, no, it's just what he needs and can't get it it really was like um you know there's there's a lot of evidence that whole chunks of the movie even the better part of the movie maybe didn't actually happen but when you look at the the sub parts like the the two major delusions are um the sophie next door and yep. the the little stand on the richard murray show when he's he's called out by uh de niro to, to yeah those ones are everything. like obvious those are declared like okay this is this is what the fake ones look like yeah. And then there's a couple where you you could say, like, when he's being applauded by a mob, it's like, yeah, but is that not just him wanting to be finally recognized as a person, basically, uh, oh, as yeah. being heralded I, as whatever? It seems like the, the most normal-ish scenes in the movie for him, like, when he, when he seems like the most uh, well-adjusted version of himself, they rip that rug right from out, right out from under you. Mm-hmm. Every time it seems like, like, especially when he's talking to her in the doorway and he actually makes a joke and it's actually a decent joke. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just, like, he has a little bit of swagger, a be... little bit of confidence for a fucking second. Yeah. They just rip that out from under you. Exactly. Um, same that's way on, all, that's on Richard Murray when he gets there and he's get, he gets validation from a father figure that he didn't have before. Again, rip that out. Done. Sorry. None of that shit. And he's not, Pull off he's that not scan. normal in that scene because it like gradually gets weirder and, and faker. Yeah. But like i didn't expect him to be this socially inept like he's he's he, he would be a terrible psychopath because he can't manipulate shit like he, he 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 has no way out of any situation with any other human being he just has to no, sort of yeah rage that comes out after he loses the the caring nature that that's sort of in the beginning yeah he's not the um kind of machinistic heath ledger joker that was able to plant thousands of pounds of explosives on a place before he said about a complicated philosophically he, he a depth never, plan of nope. uh, like like no, the, the, a little bit of social commentary in there like i've always said like if the if the dark knight had been written by me or really any dutch author we're we're we're, we're too cynical but like in in hollywood none of the ships blow up in 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 a dutch version like literature that the the, the people would have blown up the prisoners that's how it would have gone <laughs> That's that's always been my stance. Like that's that's yeah, that's real. Sorry. Yep. No, I think the most realistic version is he fucks up planting the explosives and blows both ships up and goes, Oh, well mm. nah, that's fine. Yeah, that works. Kind of kind of blew a hole in my whole rant I was gonna go on, but you know, hey, well we got something done. Yeah, well, that yeah, doesn't test well though. That doesn't test well uh, with American audiences. Yeah, no, that's the problem, really. The general audience, as usual. Cause well, you know, that's I mean, no it is and it isn't the problem because, you know, th- some of this is supposed to be a, an, an escape for people, mm. but more or less, as as I as far as I could tell, most creatives are uh, dark, cynical pieces of shit like me. 
know. <laughs> I, I'd hope so. Otherwise, I really won't be it's able to. It's not all Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, there are happy creatives, theoretically. Well, I mean, There's some optimists in there. Yeah, until you, you know, get about 10 years down the line and Jim Carrey is like, by the way, I'm terribly depressed. And you're like, oh. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> or like, if, if you've been listening to like the uh, Conor Brown Needs a Friend, he's been very open recently about um, how he's like, he's recently gone to therapy. He's recently embraced medication. He's, because mm-hmm. for a long time he had, he was living under the, I, I would say delusion, that comics have to have pain to be funny. That's not true. Like you just have to be funny to be funny. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Like pain. There's, you there's can a use lot pain of writers and subvert that into like, funny, but there's a lot of writers who to like believe you have to be unhappy to like make art, make it great, suffer. You know, there's there's a lot of that narrative going around, and it's 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 just work, man. It's it's hard enough as it is without being really really unhappy. Yeah. Or you can go like a Hunter S. Thompson route and just be super fucked up the whole time. Yeah. yeah some people you know, make I, it work. <laughs> I I think I was a better writer when I was, you know, very very depressed and unmedicated. Eh, Possibly. Uh, I mean, you 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 probably still like could write that well. It's just like you have a life, <laughs> and you have I mean, to well, you have to do different things, and you don't come up with as sick of of like stories. It's just different. But like stylistically, yeah. you should still be able like capable of the same quality. You know, I think I think some of it for me is uh. The, the outrage culture. I just, I, I'm mm. too afraid to write anything now. Because <laughs> I know I'm just sick in the head in some ways. Yeah, but, like, you can, there are still, like, ways. I, I remember getting a comment on, on my bachelor's thesis, which was about representation of, of transgender women on screen. And mm-hmm. there was, like, a sort of a comment from the second reader who was like, yeah, but what kind of horror stories are possible without being problematic and was like fuck you you just don't do it about this specific group in this specific way that i just described in like ten thousand words and i was like (laughs) there's there's a way to just be be not problematic about it there are real dangers in the world that you can portray without going to well for instance mentally ill people there is there are all those 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 radicalized uh actually like hateful racist homophobic misogynistic whatever usually all of the above uh men out there shooting people randomly like you could you could make a horror movie out of one of those types but those those mra incel types that we were like afraid this joker would sort of portray or represent or connect with at least in it, it's quite the opposite he's he's like connected with a movement that's far more leftist far more bottom-up anti-rich anti-capitalist and that mm-hmm. that was a weird choice to me because it's it's like the, oh, no, the it's, it's, it's not as prominent too. in those in the in the statistics of violence like in reality because we have an epidemic of like white nationalist gun violence but then like the the the, the marxist terrorists is that a thing now it's like it, it's, <laughs> it's not everything's a thing <laughs> I mean, yeah, to some extent, but not, I mean, not the same. Yeah. Like, you, you know, like I, there's only about one shooting I can remember that was like a, like a super liberal shooting. And it, and it was literally just yeah. a guy shot some Republican congressman playing baseball. Um, okay. And I'm that, sure there's that, plenty I mean, more. everything like, happens. Could, but for like... instance, could be seen as super liberal in a certain way, but 
it it is it is quite different, especially with uh, especially with shootings. It it often does go one way to me. Um, again, open any stats anyone has to me, but I, I think that's how that actually plays out. Um, but yeah, like I was curious about that choice within the film that it did. It was it was a very I, I called it before in the in the previous review. It was a very proletariat argument that he was making, or at least that the movement around him developed into a proletariat argument. Yeah, exactly. And, and the weird part to me was on top of that, it happened out of shooting three fucking Wall Street guys. Um, I say Wall Street guys. I think they worked for Thomas Wayne and they did some. I think they were in Wall Street. Anyway. Um, who knows if they were in stocks to some extent. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Ben Walls, their streets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it, what do you... It was a weird, it was a weird angle to take where the inst like the, the catalyst was the death of three, um, you know, up and coming kind of upper middle class, at least, um, three, three dudes who were just part of the, the overall machine of wealth, like the Thomas Wayne mm. interpretation of wealth. And then their shooting somehow puts a death to the rich thing going on. Like, yeah, but I, I think that was I, mostly explained by Thomas Wayne's comments of like everyone who doesn't achieve anything in their life. Well, they're just a bunch of clowns and it's their fault, you know, like you, you got to have success and that's that's something you deserve. You're like that all sort of attitude. And all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That I think that TV interview was more so the reason for people to go, well, OK, fuck you too. The the they kind of deserve this. Like what? Three yeah. less a million more to go. But but I think the more. movie was also making a pretty strong case about uh, the media making celebrities out of these killers because yeah. I mean if you there there are studies out there that show that like more than violent video games more than movies the media putting Actually, these people yeah. on television like it aggrandizes absolutely yeah, like oh hours this was his name killed a bunch this, of people exactly and now they have their oh, face and on they television do the and famous screen. and you want that too yeah after mm -hmm. the um. It, the great point to that statement is like when they do the pullout after he's uh, after he shoots uh, Richard Murray, he um, he has a little bit of time alone with the camera. He puts the gun down. He goes and he literally just kind of plays with the camera. And you see parts of what happened afterward, like you see him get tackled afterward. But it it pulls out to like oh, this I really, kind of Watchmen style that. sixteen twenty five whatever screens it is, mm. and it's everyone immediately covering it. Like they cut mm -hmm. in the in the movie, they cut that screen as like. Not as soon as they could, but pretty pretty quickly they realize, oh, we're gonna have to cut this shit. And there is a time delay. Like it's not like in production. There's uh, it used to be like when we were growing up, it was an eight second delay. It was probably more before. I think it's less now. But you had a few seconds to cut something or bleep something. So there's a little bit of delay, and they cut it, and then they pull back out, and you see all the other media outlets, and they immediately start covering it and showing it and showing it, showing yeah. it, showing it, like re-showing it, showing more footage yeah. than you saw before. All that. No, that's yeah, true. Yeah, it very much speaks to the point. Like no, recently, New, New Zealand did something amazing. Last time, like when they had the the tragedy at that mosque, it was fucking. Um, I still don't know what that guy's fucking name was because they didn't f release it. No, they were just like, mm -hmm. it's it's some guy. This is why, and fuck him, and let's not. It was go literally into some asshole did some fucked up shit. And and it was they... a tragedy, and then. Yeah, exactly. Usually, you get like the whole story of like, oh, he was such a nice boy, and then this happened, and this happened, and oh, he played a bunch of games, and you know. There's, there's yeah. usually that narrative, like humanizing the 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 white guy who shot up a mosque, and that's that's yeah. that's there's what literally we're used there's to. no name. That's so like, good. They, they, it was a that was a really like I I really hope it's a thing that maybe more people take take under their wings. Is like that's just not the the more you talk about them, the more you you make it a thing. Um, kind of like like I said yeah. before, like the Mark David Chapman killing John Lennon because you had the world on a string kind of thing. Like you, you there's a there is a there is a type of thought that I don't know 
where it comes from. I don't know who's capable of it. I don't want to say it's uh, you know applicable to just a certain kind of person or or um, that anyone's necessarily safe from it. But there's a type of thought that can sneak into somebody's head through whatever mechanism it is that at some point they think, you know what, if I just take that guy out, I can take his place. And it feels primal. Like it feels primal in a way that like, um, like in the way that like if, if you're uh, an up and coming line, you may try to kill the guy in charge of the pride and take his place. Like that kind of thing. Um, I, I think there's some part of us that still got that like vestigial primal kill and replace instinct that maybe sneaks in. I'm not sure if that's where it comes from at all, but it, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, no, there's, there's, there's some of that left, but it's, it's, then again, it's, it's, you have the narrative that, okay, the media is like spreading Joker like a disease and, and like inspiring all these people, but I still find it such an odd choice to like attempt to discredit a left wing movement rather than the people we in actual, in actuality feared that would make Joker their hero. Because we know, like, many of those types love to completely miss the point of Fight Club and, like, adopt the toxic masculinity because that's cool. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, there's so... Yeah. I, 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 I get it. In uh, a way, the, though, the whole... and for some reason this, um, this occurred to me as you were talking about it, but in a way, it does seem like a left movement, but, I mean, I work in a pretty right-wing industry, and one thing I've noticed that, that there, there is a common thread of is really nobody likes the rich. Yeah, no, that's like, fair. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that's honestly, fair. Like, like they, Trump also ran on a platform of and for different reasons and with different proposed fixes. We all kind of think they're fucking us over, and then they do when you vote for people who want to drain the swamp and never do. But you know, that's it's. I it's, would agree, but you know, that's that, that's sort of happened, <laughs> and then the people are finding out. Like they they noticed, but <laughs> it's <laughs> again my take I've, on it too. But to each their own. Yeah, and I, I, I feel like it is, the film is, like, effective in the sense that you don't want to be Joker. Like, stating that only a person this pathetic would feel empowered by the Joker persona could, like, deter the crowd from idolizing this iteration of the character. But it does still, like, stigmatize mentally ill people in a way that I'm not entirely comfortable with. Because it's intentionally making you uncomfortable. But if if you go back to, like, the Joker in general always playing on timely horror tropes, current affairs, current fears, we have to then wonder why they, the the makers then expect mental illness to be the scary thing. Why is, is that like the unpredictability? It's, 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 it's both defending and humanizing him and like detracting from his, from the humanity of mental illness. There is, there's there's something there that I just, I just, still feel like, ooh, well, you're still kind of uh, portraying me as if I could, like, burst at any moment and kill a bunch of people. And, I mean, I'm right. trying pretty hard not to. So I, it feels <laughs> feels kind of, you know, like you're not really appreciating my effort here. It's a daily goal, and I pull it off every fucking day. Exactly. Up until now, it's been working pretty fine. Yeah. <laughs> I get that, though. Like, it, it to some extent, the fact that you can't label him a protagonist in this film does mean that they vilify it. Uh, they, they vilify the portrayal, they vilify mental illness as part of, like, the movie's makeup. I get that. Yeah, you go into it expecting this guy's going to be the villain, because that's kind of what the movie's called. Right. But, I mean, well, when, in, in the history of fiction in general, like, you can argue that y- you can villainize about anything if you're clever enough. And hmm. this movie does a really good job of, like, it does make you uncomfortable. 
And if your takeaway from being uncomfortable is, well, I need to avoid that kind of person and they're weirdos, I, I just think that talks about how you are as a person. If you're That's fair. I, maybe is, I just have very little faith in people. That could be it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get that entirely. Because I, 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 don't, I, I don't see this movie having much faith in people either. No. Yeah, no, not. exactly. I, and I do think a, there's going to be a lot of people that walk away. Like, I, I think there was all two people in our theater. We only had, it was an early showing and a, like a rare showing. So we only had about 20 people in our theater. And I think I saw two of them try to walk out toward the end of the movie. <laughs> um, they just kind of had enough of it. And one of them was like a like a 15-year-old kid. And I was like, you're not, you're not supposed to be here. I'm not sure you're ready for this. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, it's uh, it's a hard sixteen hair too. Like you don't get I, in the I, theater that that young, but yeah. You know, looking at the at the way the movie sort of treats him as a protagonist and someone to feel sorry for, and as you know, uh, uh, an antagonist. I feel like the point of the movie is we're all missing the point. Like society misses the point. I think in this movie, like they they think he's making some political statement, and he says, "I'm, I'm, I'm not making I don't a care. political statement." Yeah, um, yeah. Like it's not about rich versus poor it, because the poor treated him just as terribly as the rich people did. I mm, think the point right. of the movie was all. There's all these like red flags, all of these red herrings, all this stuff to distract everybody. Just like you know how we're going. Oh, what's real in this movie? Well. You know, uh, yeah. a, a few years ago, um, some people were asking when when Nash versus Evil Dead came out. Uh, people fans kept asking Sam Raimi and company, uh, "Did Army of Darkness happen?" Because they hadn't made any specific references to it. And the producers, you know, very quickly came out and said, "Look, everything that you've seen him every every time you've seen Bruce Campbell portray Ash, all of that happened, at least in his head." <laughs> <laughs> so everything you have seen has informed the formation of this character that doesn't necessarily mean it actually took place in the canon but you know the guy's being driven mad by demons um and yeah. i would argue the same thing for uh joaquin's joker um i feel like everything in this movie it may not have i mean that's a lot a lot of little distractions to to be like to to chew over but all of those things happened. All of those things informed the person he is at the end of that movie. The w- person walking out with blood on his shoes. Um, which could also still be in his head. Which yeah, also like, could still be in his the head. The first time I saw that, like, I was just like, this is symbolism. This looks cool. It's a good shot, mm-hmm. you know? And he has blood on his shot. hands, you know? So it's, you know, that could mean something. But I didn't immediately connect it to, like, he had just made a bloodbath out of this. Like, I feel... Same thing with with Sophie Dumont when he finally like breaks into her apartment and and scares the living shit out of her. Mm-hmm. I I didn't mm-hmm. immediately assume he'd then kill her. I feel like well he he would have lived through that. Like we might have seen that. I just I I could see him leaving that apartment heartbroken just as easily because then we go into the scene where he's just laugh crying on the couch and smoking, of course, uh, and and mm-hmm. the neighbor yelling, "Please shut the fuck up!" and well, he didn't say please, um, <laughs> but I, I feel like that's that's that could have just gone the way you, it's visually like shown to us without like it's it's you it's it's left open of course, but I feel like both options are still on the table. I I I, I would I did, wouldn't have thought that he had killed her except for the ambulance. Yeah, yeah and I, I missed that. But I, they, I, you mentioned that in your review, and I was like, "Fuck, where was it?" and and who called it? But like, yeah, 
that there was uh, i mean there were red lights but again we're talking about a gotham where it's uh, yeah so distraught I, that could have been a, a red herring as you put it. it 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 could have been but based on the uh placement of it i i would and the way he was laughing uh i think he may have in a fit of rage killed her because he believed that she was with him and then now suddenly because he's whether it happened or not his relationship that's got to come as a shock to show up and be like hey i need you and she's like who are you get out of my apartment yeah oh yeah like that's messed up so you know i but and i think like one of the things i, I mean I, it broke me that was like it's really unrealistic she's got her fucking door unlocked in that neighborhood yeah what mm-hmm. the fuck is she doing yeah he, i don't know she's got a kid there she's got a fucking door like, yeah yeah, that, that part So was did weird. that even happen? Exactly. Sort of like American Psycho. Did did, did he kill all those people? Well, exactly. no. No, uh, Feed me a stray thing... cat, says the ATM. <laughs> 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 there was a, a, a thing that I think, it was at least a theme of the movie that plays into what we're talking about. Um, I think there is a, like a, a statement that I would, I mean, it, there are a lot of statements you can maybe take from this, but one of the ones I want to put on the table at least is I think there's, something the film's trying to say about when we don't have an investment in public services in general, when we don't take mm-hmm. time to, to mm-hmm. do the nuts and bolts of holding an infrastructure of a society together. Um, you know, you can have like social uh, programs that are, are dealing with mental illness shut down. You can have uh, living tenements essentially that are just like, as, as Penny Fleck put it, like the conditions we're living in and so-and-so um, yeah, you can have garbage apart. filling the fucking streets. You can have, an ambulance who shows up and it could be so regular that we're not sure if that had to do with the thing that was down the street or not, or it was down <laughs> yeah. another apartment down the, we don't know. Yeah. We don't fucking know. There's apartments, there's ambulances all the damn time. We don't know. And then there's also like, when you look at if, if everything in the movie actually transpired, the only way to justify it is to also say that the police must've been so fucking strung out on resources that they couldn't put together a few simple things about how he actually pulled all this off. Like he kills a, an outrageous amount of people in a very short period of time. And yeah, like it would also work with for Gotham. That would also work for Gotham, though. Yeah, but no, an, an overstressed, uh, underfunctioning Gotham is is my fucking Gotham. That's what I'm looking for. Like the only mm-hmm. thing that, uh, you know, uh, circ- <laughs> the only thing that supersedes it is Bloodhaven. Um, let me let me ask you this. This is just random, but how much did you want those two detectives to be Gordon and Bullock? <laughs> I did. I kept looking for uh, <laughs> at least one of them to get name checked, and I never got anything. Well, they they introduced themselves, and it wasn't Harvey, and it wasn't Jim. They were yeah, just such random names, and then you forgot, and you were like, ah, that's a missed opportunity. The only thing, mm-hmm. the one guy I had no recognition of whatsoever, the other guy I kept thinking, like, where have I seen him? <gasps> Peggy Carter! Yeah. 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 Now that you I'm pretty sure it, yeah. he was in charge of her branch. I think so. He, he had a role. I've seen his face, too, but like, yeah. I think they, I well, like when they did the one shot, part. I think it was Bradley Whitford, and then they replaced him with him. I think that was a different department, but those that so far doesn't line up with anything we've ever seen. That that one shot doesn't line up with anything we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, no, their 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 continuity is a mess too. But that's that's just Marvel, you know. So they get a pass. <laughs> is got... it really a mess, or is it just that one thing? It's, I don't it's, remember anything. No, no, else. no. It's just like. There's some mistakes in main continuity, like the timeline not lining up in Homecoming, but like making all the Marvel television that was connected but now isn't connected and never was connected really, you know, those kinds of things we wouldn't get away with without getting shit for it, you know? I, I, you know, I haven't, I have not seen the latest season of S.H.I.E.L.D., but Hmm. they did literally time travel 
the season before. So everything after that, and I really I think that's where it breaks off. Yeah, you can you can make an argument that they've been bouncing around in their own problems and haven't really like. All right, there yeah, is. No, a, it makes it a, makes sense from about a season time. ago where they were. It was present. They were talking about the events happening in New York and so and so. And then after that, they kind of they do. They get into the time travel. They get into a whole space thing. There's the, the, it's it's maybe it's it's I don't know. It's they're they're pretty clearly an alternate there, reality. Yeah, but they're pretty clearly an alternate reality at this point. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, if sure time travel had either. already been invented, they could have just really given the Avengers a call. Like maybe we could fix this shit, but they they had to figure that out on their own. Yeah. I don't so know. There's, there's just some, because I'm in the same. You know, reality is, I don't know, Elon Musk doesn't mean I can call him up and be like, hey, Elon, help me out, man. Like, I mean, I get that. <laughs> yeah, but S.H.I.E.L.D. and Iron Man are pretty well connected. Like, uh, You know, one of the things they did that was really, like, one of the things that I thought was like, okay, this is a good job, is I watch Cloak and Dagger, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy. But it's this, it's set in New Orleans. It has nothing to do with anybody that's fucking involved, except for that one, uh, that one woman from... Uh, I'm blanking either Punisher or Daredevil. I can't remember, but um. Oh, um. You talking about Misty Knight? Wasn't she name checked or something in, from from Luke Cage and and Iron Fist or whatever? Maybe it was Iron Fist. Anyway, there's somebody from the Netflix no, no. Uh, universe that pops over, and suddenly she's in New York. All right, no, I'm sorry, New Orleans, and um, you know, it's completely disconnected from everything. They have their own little events. It's a tiny enough universe that whatever they're doing makes sense for them, but it's not like into the world shit. It was perfect. Well, apparently hmm. they're about to do a crossover between. Cloak and Dagger and Runaways. Yeah, yeah I've heard I that. Feel they were going to do that. But like those are like more easy to connect, like, easy, way way easier. Oh yeah. Well, that means all that stuff's in with the Netflix stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until they until the MCU proper gives me a different Daredevil, Iron Fist, etc. I mean, I I, <laughs> I saw Ben Urich's coverage on the incident from the Avengers. So yeah, they covered the 2012 Avengers incident. Like that's not. Herb, I can suck it. That's just connected. Yeah, <laughs> but I call it like it's an anode connection. Like it's it's one way connected, the other way can go fuck itself. Everything yeah. movies to TV, TV to movies can go to hell. A little but bit. It, yeah. It'll be retconned like before long. Maybe not. Maybe not. I I'm come on now. Let's let's have a little bit of faith. Let's hope. Let's just fingers crossed. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, I have faith that I all want there to have been a reason be for me to watch but... all this stuff. I, I think everything the humans. That... Sorry. <laughs> they did. What were you saying? <laughs> Inhumans went right the hell away. Oh, yeah. No, but I think any, no, anything Marvel like... Studios doesn't do themselves. It's yeah. I, I swear it was no more than four or five years ago. We were we were told the the, the, the ongoing slate was going to be like a 2020 movie called Inhumans. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was Whoops. on the slate at some point. Yeah, I would still be up for it. I just like for for so long we they called... did it themselves, but they they don't care about it clearly, or they would have done no. it. that. And at this point, the only reason they were using the word inhumans was because they couldn't use the word mutants. Yeah, and now they have that Fox back. owning it. So fuck it, they're all inhumans can fuck themselves. It's it's all it's over now. Well, to be fair, that's pretty much what the readers have always said when they put out an inhumans comic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not gonna do both on on screen. That's that's way too many characters at once for like a team they don't really need. You say no. that, but they're they're putting up the 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 Eternals. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's true. But and they and we would have said the same thing about Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, in 2013. The who now? Yeah. 
No, that's yeah. that's it's it's true, and I mean, eventually it'll come to pass. But they're gonna give the X Men like a priority treatment. That's that's that, all, that almost sounds saying. biblical. <laughs> that sounds biblical, Evie. <laughs> and it shall pass. come to pass. Verily, it shall come to pass. Uh, yeah. Maybe I was the, born uh, before the lost so canon written. hidden deep in the Vatican, the Kevin Feige Gospels. <laughs> It's next to a bust of Hugh Jackman's Wolverine that they didn't want to reveal until there isn't. Sculpted yeah. by Michelangelo. Ah, mm-hmm. We could write an entire Da Vinci Code type trilogy about this. Yeah, oh, you went entirely different you... way. I was thinking they were going to do a crossover of Marvel and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh, see, I, I imagine That's Tom Hanks using like a spectrograph or something to like see the hidden layers underneath the, the Sistine Chapel and it's really like Wolverine touching God's finger with a claw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And now I want the turtles, so it's just four turtles sitting around and eating pizza. But Ah, that, that <laughs> makes any movie better, really. Tell me Michelangelo hadn't brought in your day up whenever you saw him just chilling with a slice of pepperoni. I mean, I don't know about brightening my day. I've never I've never seen that image in any capacity and not thought, mm-hmm, that's pretty fun. <laughs> just moved on with my day and been like, that's a little serotonin I didn't have before. Good job. I, I probably just want pizza at that point. That's that's usually how that goes. Yeah. Now I'm just sitting there looking at Michelangelo going, that poor bastard's going to get diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, yeah. Your pancreas is shot, Michelangelo. (laughs) Poor thing. Poor thing. (laughs) Poor bastard. Well, fuck. I don't know how much I have. I don't know how much I have else. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm out of notes. It's, it's, we're, we're at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at this point. I'm, I'm fair. We've touched on Marvel. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's the highlight of the episode, really. So, like, stop when you're peeking, but... <laughs> about to say, you got something against the Turtles, man? I just finished no, the uh, the no. IDW crossover of Batman and Ninja Turtles. Um, Still have to get it around three to part. that. Oh, it was three-part... Oh, it was so good. It was so much fun. They brought everybody in, buddy, man. It was, it was great. You know, they, they released that animated movie, and they've also released action figures, and I want, I want it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's an action figure of like I think it was one of the turtles, maybe maybe Donatello. I want to say, but one of the turtles wearing Batman's mask, like and it's like stretched over his his head and like the um it looks great. Oh, in the books they did like multiverse versions of these characters where like there's a there's a version of Michelangelo where he's running around in uh, Damien's Robin costume. It's fucking <laughs> oh god, nice. that's oh it's good. so much fun, so much fun. I, and then they end up arguing later about who was a better Robin. <laughs> It's great. Uh, that's that's that sounds fantastic. like Damien. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, Damien. He he does not like silver medals, man. <laughs> no, no, he is not the type. I, I, I he's still, not the appreciative. Oh, at least I placed. No, go fuck yourself. I want to win. I I still love that bit from the book from the comics where Damien tells all of the former Robins, "I I'm going to I'm going to take something of yours, and you're not, you're not going to know what it is, and you're not going to be able to stop me." Just to oh, prove yeah. that I'm better than you. Yeah. And there's that great bit where, like, I think it was, like, Red Hood talking to Batman. He's like, mm, Damien, tell you he took my helmet? And he's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good stop, good you. Nope. <laughs> I like we'll Damien. I'm going to see him. Give it a shot. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> he's grown on. held his ground with me, and he's nine. Yeah, I think I think Damien's grown on people, and I've always liked him. So he he has grown. Um, mm. Speaking of his vibe, at least have you have you seen the last Titans? Me? No. Yeah, Deathstroke or the last no. couple oh, of Titans. I have it's been like 
I haven't. Have I seen? No. Yeah, I've seen the latest one. Yep, I have. Uh, so much am, fun. Oh, it's good. I, 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 I haven't been properly spoiled, but am I to assume that uh, freaking Garth Aqualad cannot catch a break in, in any current universe? You are to assume. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, oh that's fair gosh. to say. You're, you're a little First more behind than true? Young Justice? Yeah. In Young Justice, he couldn't, like, he couldn't become Aqualad. Like he's, you know, in the comics, he was Aqualad and, mm-hmm. you know, what was, uh, what's his name? What is current Aquaman's name in Young Justice? <laughs> I don't remember. I'm trying to. I remember the guy who voices uh, Aqualad is, um, oh, fuck. Oh, God. I haven't, I don't I haven't know why watched it too long. That's my bad. Oh, well. Well, three. See, we should have quit while we were ahead. Now we're like. Right. Just losing geek credit on not knowing the name of. Oh no! Anyway. This is fun. Somebody's yelling at their iPhone right now. Oh, definitely. Oh yeah, it Im- definitely. <laughs> Let's hope these idiots correct themselves next time. <laughs> yeah. Well, keep hoping, uh, people. What is it? Just Kari right Payton. We'll, we'll we'll correct. <laughs> yeah, we'll be like, yep, yeah. sorry, and thank you, so and so. Uh, so Kari Payton was is Aqua or Aqualad. Yeah. yeah. Instead of. Uh, and, and I mean that's his real name. I don't. I can't remember his name for some reason I can't remember in the, the show. Uh, but yeah, well. he 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 gets Aqualad's position instead of Garth, and uh, and and now in oh Titans, Calder just I was thinking of Calder. Calder, yes, Calder. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't Garth for sure. Yeah, no, I kept right. bringing yeah, Garth, up Garth traditionally is fucked. You're right. Yeah, yeah I kept I'm not, I'm not even Kanjar Row, and I Garth knew that involved. wasn't right. That is super not right. I know it's not, I know it's super not right. That's why I didn't say it. Yeah. Yeah, super not right. But I, you know, the K was there. I get the, yeah. I get the syllables that were trying to draw your mind in the wrong direction. Right, right. Um, but yeah, really, like, this uh, is this is Young Justice Outsiders' fault because they barely had Calder in it. Ah, uh, that's that's I I'm nowhere close to that. So I'm still catching up. Mm. I have like three animated mm. shows I want to watch, and I I never make time for either of them. Like any of them, I can't count. Oh, yeah. My list keeps getting harder and harder to keep track of. The the TV time app. Um, and keeps track of like what you're watching right now, and then it says like haven't watched for a while. Yeah, thanks. I know I haven't watched for a while. Package keeps getting <laughs> longer and longer to scroll through. Yeah, I tell you what, won't be on that on that haven't watched in a while uh, list on mine is Rick and Morty because as soon as that shit comes out in November, I was thinking about that this morning. I was looking forward as to soon it. as as soon as that comes out, I don't care what it is, DC shows, Marvel shows, everything's <laughs> taking a back seat. There could Rick be a show called Dave, Please Watch This, <laughs> airing on NBC to eight and a half million views, and you'll be like, well, I got to watch Rick and Morty. I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. I've I've bought every line of the uh, the Funko figures. I, I love Rick oh, and Morty. Damn. That is oh, happening. That, that is, is happening. a lot. <laughs> I mean, I haven't bought the Funko Pops. I've bought a few of them, but like- Oh, okay. I've bought like- two Funko Pops and they were a dollar. There was like a there was a mm, sale. That's that's fair. That that I can support. And the others I got for like either a birthday thing or uh you know our listener Chris White sent me sent me a couple. Oh. So that's that's yeah. that's better. Yeah. Gift gifts are great. They are great. Yeah. Now I'm sad that it'll be a while before it's my birthday again. <laughs> I mean yeah. <laughs> I mean there's Christmas before that and everything, but still gifts are good. Yeah, they are fun. Yeah, but you're getting the gifts, you know, because another year has been taken. Y- yes. Um, I mean, I guess that's. Are, are we confronting it, but... mortality again? Because, because I really, yeah. like, I think that's what Dave was doing. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I, I feel I like wasn't... I'm receiving plastic in exchange for life. 
Well, you don't have as much time to enjoy it anymore, but here you go. No, that's Mm -hmm. the point. It's kind of like a credit card with really good reward system. Like, yeah, I mean, you're exchanging life force for uh, gifts and and vinyls and plastics and whatnot, but you were going to spend it anyway. So why not get some reward points? Yeah, that's That's, fair. That's fair. That's fair. fair. You can't stop the crawl of time. We figured out time and life and all the great questions of the universe. This is a pretty good episode. I know. I mean, even Einstein had one, uh, well, he had several great insights. One of them was brown emotion. The other one was like, oh, yeah, we're going to, time and, and, and the relativity thing. And then, honestly, like, big drop off after that. Like, even even Einstein figured it out and then was deeply confused by the whole thing afterward. Like, yeah, people are still <laughs> productivity on short of Short of a couple of those, it, it, it took a it took a fall. Oh yeah, he stopped to help create the bomb. But other than that, oh yeah, that that was mm. sort of important. <laughs> <laughs> and that gets us back to Doctor Manhattan, and we're back to DC. Yay! Oh, thank God. God, we made the it. Watchmen show. Oh, go team! I'm, I'm very yeah. curious what that thing is going to be. Me too. Me too. I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. I would have been excited. I've said it several times. I would have been excited just to know that Nine Inch Nails was involved. But on top of that, the actual show looks good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a different thing, but I'm I'm going to enjoy it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to enjoy Doomsday Clock until then. So you know. Oh, after I'm then, very too. happy By with the that. Time yeah, you get the yeah. Last issue of Doomsday absolutely. Clock, that that'll be a while. Mm. How how many are we I now? Really... Eleven. It's fu- it's fucking uh, 11, close by now, but eleven you know. came out about three weeks ago. And yeah, by the way, eleven yeah, still got a year. Phenomenal. Yeah. I, I don't think uh, 12 was even slated until December. No, no, probably not. So that, so you may, that sounds about you right. You may legitimately finish this season before you get to see the... Oh, God. Yeah, there's a, there's a chance. A good chance. Yeah, it's a real thing. Would it be terrible if it wound up being like a all-star, super, uh, all-star Batman Robin type of thing? Oh, my God. I could not take that. I, I, oh, I am still like... I, even... I want that one to be finished, but like... If they leave me hanging here, that would be a slap in the face. Oh my god! No, that or that would be sad. Battle chaser situation. Hold on, hold on. Y'all weren't reading the Batman Max crossover. Nope, I'm uh, behind on like main continuity yeah, stuff. No. That's so, not main continuity. Oh no, it's either. an IDW. It's a. It's a. <laughs> oh, sorry. A I'm, I even better. No but, time for that. <laughs> it was one. All right, so the Batman Max thing, I saw it somewhere and went, well, fuck, I got to try that. And I got the next couple issues because they were already out. This was a year and a half ago almost. And then I got those issues and then it kind of just fell off my list. I didn't I didn't remember it. You know, I'm, I'm, I got like 20 fucking things on my list every month. I, I forgot. Yeah. So sure. I um I got the I got the first three and thought, oh, fuck. I mean, but seriously, a year and some change later, I was in there thinking like, wait a second, what happened to that series? I want to I want to I want to find out what happened. I got to try to find issue number four. Can't be found. At some point, I started thinking that just it had gotten to a point where like even eBay didn't have a copy of it that I could buy. Oh, I went to a couple of stores. I, I found no purchase. There, there was no um, it, it just wasn't out there. All I had was like a couple of them had an errant copy of number three. I was like, oh, fuck, I don't. What do I do? I look it up. Turns out Sam Keith just fucking fucked off on it for a, a year and some change. Oh. I mean, I'm not. I'm sure there's something going on, and I, probably because I said he fucked off on it, it was probably like a family tragedy that I'll feel bad about later. <laughs> <laughs> Most but likely, he, was, he definitely didn't find the deadline. That part we're sure yeah. about. He did not hit deadline, 
And then I was even told like, oh, it's going to come out September 30th or something like that. And I called my, you know, my Polish shop and was like, hey, make sure you get this. I look up back the other day. I realized like a few weeks later, I realized, wait a second, I haven't, I still haven't seen this thing. Let me, let me see what's going on. It's back. It's backed up to December now. Like, it, it, it's almost like the publishers were like, what were we doing again? Oh, fuck. It's been a while since we put one of those out. Anybody have Sam's number? All right. Here, here's the ultimate horror story. Okay. Okay. Back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a guy, he's still around, but there was a guy named Joe Madurera, um, or Joe Mad, as he liked to sign. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a comic book artist, and he wound up doing this, branching off from X-Men and doing a thing called Battle Chasers. Mm-hmm. I will read this directly from Wikipedia for you, and you'll get the exact notion of how awful this is. Battle Chasers, an American fantasy comic book series by Joe Madurera, launched in April of 1998. It was one of the most popular American comic series in the late 90s, but suffered from extreme scheduling problems with an average of about six months between issues, including a delay of 16 months for issue number seven. Okay, that's pretty bad. Majorera produced a total of nine issues in four years, publishing two to three a year, a pace for which he was criticized. Originally published by Wildstorm under his cliffhanger imprint, founded by Majorera with J. Scott Campbell and Humberto Ramos, the series moved to Image Comics in 2001. The last issue, number nine, was published in September of 2001 and had a cliffhanger ending that was never concluded as number 10, scheduled for November 2001, was never released, and Joe Mad left the comic industry <laughs> to pursue a career as a video game designer. Joe Mad has since said he plans to release issue number 10, starting directly where issue number 9 ended, and two more issues as part of a three-part story arc sometime, sometime, after the release of Battle Chasers Night War, which was an RPG game, in October of 2017. <laughs> That's rough. It's October 2019, y'all. We still ain't got the end of that damn story. That's rough. Oh, screw that guy. <laughs> it's hilarious, but screw that guy. He has since uh, come back to comics uh, for for like Spider-Man runs and shit. And, and just didn't fantastic. want to do this thing. Oh my god. I've got some of his artwork here in the Dave Cave. Uh, Superman saving a little boy, uh, you know, from a falling building and stuff. He's he's great, but good lord. Finish like, Battle Chasers, man. Yeah, that is I rough. mean, I'm bad at finishing projects, but I'm not being paid, you know? <laughs> I, I don't have the dedication to actually like, <sighs> and get some discipline, grow some usefulness. and no, Find a publisher no. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that would Self-publish, help. Self-publish, man. Kickstart <laughs> that shit. Go fund me it. They'll, it'll probably... Yeah. yeah. Pay me per so, word uh, so I can actually produce something. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times you'll see like a message board, it, it, not as much anymore, but there were times over the years you'll find a message board or, you know, Facebook posts, people complaining about Jim Lee's not doing his, doing his work as fast as he should. There's been a two month uh, delay in this book. And no, there's always like one of us who's just going, yeah, well, he's not Joe Madge. So <laughs> could, could be worse, man. Remember good. Battle Chasers? Right. <laughs> Remember Battle Chasers, you piece of shit? Yeah. <laughs> Some of us will never see our heroes. That, I mean, that that has gone on so long that legitimately someone's first meeting with a therapist might have been like, well, have you ever read Battle Chasers? Ah! <laughs> I need to talk about it. You wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that, that that's a perfect that's a perfect outro right there. <laughs> you yeah, I thought it. so. 
<sighs> Fair enough. All right. Well, that's that's it then. Yeah. Guess guess uh, we hit rock you, bottom. And well, line. I mean, I wouldn't put it that way. <laughs> I wouldn't put it rock bottom. What? No. Uh, no. No. That's, that's talking about a 18 year defunct series of of uh, comic book run. <laughs> well, as Effie as 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 explained to us, that's what people who listen to our show listen to our show for is the chasing no, squirrels. Yeah. yeah, the weirdness. Yeah. And I've already yeah. I've already cut out of chasing squirrels this week. I'm not doing it in this episode. This is all going up. <laughs> oh lord. Sinbad and all. Every, everything I've said. Ooh. <laughs> Especially Sinbad. <laughs> that came back weirdly enough. Yeah. Yes. Somehow we made that relevant. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. Bit of serendipity of- there. That's part of the magic of this show. Uh, yeah, the, the tangents. Every now and then you just accidentally find your way back to a trail and go, oh, yeah, well, exactly. I wanted to go this way anyway. That All makes right. it very you know special. Six, like, you, you don't, know the old you don't see the others There's that. a street berry lunch. Yeah. You know the old Six Degrees of Separation from Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Game? Yeah. Mm. Like, in college, I used to play Six Degrees of Separation to Batman and uh, nice. Six Degrees of Separation to Star Trek. And at the time, being a geek was not trendy at all. Like, uh, you know, I was beaten thusly. <laughs> yeah. In, 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 not in college, but uh, prior to that. I was just looked down upon heavily. Like, I was told by, uh, you know, uh, nerdy literature girls that I would never find a girlfriend. Stuff like that. Uh, yeah, thanks. And I, it was always like, they were always just, I was like, look, this is part of our, our culture, part of the American pop culture. You don't understand. I can you know, give throw me a name of an actor you like, and I'll find a uh, a path back to Star Trek. I'll find a path back to Batman. Mm-hmm. And you know they would be like, oh, okay, well, blah. And uh, sure enough, it would take me like three times. Like uh, w- no six degrees needed, just three. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, well, so and so, so and so, so and so. This property franchise also uh, voiced a BTAS character. Fuck. Okay, right. Got it. Right, yeah. Or they're like, Elijah Wood, because, you know, he was the hot shit back then. Like, <laughs> Elijah Wood. And I'm like, all right. Let me show you the YouTube video of the death and uh, life and death of I'll, Superman or whatever. That shit wasn't even out yet. I was just like, all right, Lord of the Rings, Hugo Weaving, Matrix, Warner Brothers, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Warner Brothers must have done a lot for you there. Warner Brothers helps. did. Warner Brothers did. That and Patrick Stewart and, and, and Fox's X-Men. That <laughs> was a big help. Like Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but I would I would purposely try to like steer away from the same the same uh, you know route every time. So I'd be like, you'd hear things like, "Oh, well, he was in this movie with Tom Hanks, who was in. You've got Mail with uh, Meg Ryan, who was in. You know, and they'd be like, "Why do you know anything about Meg Ryan?" And I'm like, "Oh, I know plenty about Meg Ryan." <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweetie, <laughs> she was... <laughs> so, yep. Yep, I, I went right from Meg Ryan to Kate and Leopold and Hugh Jackman to mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart to you know, Star nice. Trek. It was a lot nice. of fun. It's and then you know the 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 big uh, moment of of anger for me was some years later when I realized I see these people these people who made fun of me on on Facebook wearing their like Iron Man and Superman shirts and I'm like oh you posing pieces of shit mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh you went and saw a movie and now you're like I'm a nerd ha 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 oh my favorite of that was I was uh it was right after the release of Man of Steel like that weekend mm-hmm. I had a Superman shirt and I was walking into just a bowling alley to go play pool and um some dude across the parking lot, Shelly. Hey, Jarrell. Hey, Jarrell. I finally figured out what he was talking about. I was like, oh, 
hey, what's up? Okay. <laughs> I, it, I mean, I, I deeply wanted to go over there and be like, I love your enthusiasm. But, but, but nice try. Can we have a talk about a couple things? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I, I do want to point out before anyone points it out for me, because they will. Um, being a, a lifelong nerd, I'm not being a gatekeeper here. If they, if the movies were their gateway into liking a thing, wonderful. All the more it, good luck it, to them. Yes. Like, more the merrier. It just, it does sting a little bit. Hmm. It's, it's, it's not mm. the fact that they're like lesser nerds now. It's the fact that they were assholes about it before. Right. Right. If it wasn't the exact same people, like it wouldn't sting. It would just be like, mm-hmm. okay, well, welcome to the club, I guess. Uh, do you know I have a podcast? Because, you know, you can listen to it. That's usually how that conversation <laughs> goes, right? Um, well, no, I try to stay away from that conversation. <laughs> I, ha- I have done it. I have to be like, well, I mean, do you have about 1,500 hours? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. we can't educate you on this topic. Just start on one. Skip any reviews for shows you don't want to care about. All it takes is one. <laughs> We're like a bag of potato chips. Yep. We give you greasy shits and That's, anal seepage. Okay. That was more info than I needed, really. Well, you know, you listen to the show. Yeah, but like, I don't... <laughs> I don't... I don't want to think about it like beforehand. It's it's just a thing I kind of like right. squeeze out of my memory. I don't, Every time. I don't know what, <laughs> that's the perfect way to put it. Squeezing out of your memory. <laughs> it seeps oh. out. I like to it, take a tie and all and apply any sport. What is in potato chips over that your... Goes away. T- uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what he said either. I'm, I I just talked no, over I'm, him. I, no, I, yeah, I heard him. I didn't hear you. What did you ah, say? Damn it. <laughs> Fuck me. Um... <laughs> No, no. I was I was just questioning what what the hell is in potato chips over in Alabama because I have very very different side effects like body wise. Oh, you know, I my body's used to that kind of garbage, so mm. uh, you know. Actually, I haven't eaten potato chips in like not not like seriously in a long time. Uh, not what on is the, on serious the potato chip eating? Is is it like once like, it gets competitive or like daily? I think. Oh, geez. Or weekly. Like, you have a big bag, and you have an actual thing that's, like, the clippy at the top that you use to clamp down the bag. Because you're going to eat it at some point, and you want them to remain fresh mm-hmm. for, like, tomorrow well, night when you come back. Well, we have the clamps on our potato chips, but I, don't, I See, probably... See, I would call that serious. A serious habit. No, no. I mean, like, I probably eat potato chips, like, maybe, like, 11, or 15, 11 to 15 potato chips every... Two or three weeks, and I I have that number in my head because I actually have to count the chips oh. to count my carbs and to make sure oh. everything's uh on, on the up and up. So, uh, but I mean, used to I would sit down and eat like a whole damn bag of chips in a you day and knock then out go Doritos, back, you know? Yeah, and go back to Walmart and get more. Yeah, but <laughs> you know that's why I became a diabetic. Eh, probably, <laughs> probably had something to do with that related issue. Yeah, actually, I think Little Debbie's way more to blame. Probably. But uh, no, we yeah, uh, so. it, it was an international thing though, but it it has been quite some time, uh, you know, twenty twenty five years. But there used to be a thing called Olean and potato chips mm-hmm. that was genuinely a gastronomical nightmare. So no, mm-hmm. and it, you like, find it, it in a lot of like uh, low carb or not low carb, low, low fat carb? potato chips. Uh, oh, no, they, they would they would they would argue like chips. 
like no fat don't worry about it potato chips and then you'd mm-hmm. eat them and then your fucking insides would come out mm-hmm. um, yeah it was it was terrible it didn't last they, very long at all and when you'd flip the bag over as you're about to sit down and enjoy some of them you'd flip the bag over and there'd be like a little warning on the back that said warning may cause anal seepage mm-hmm. wow like literally that's what it would say yeah Ugh. and you'd be like Oh, well, that's one of those where legitimately you could look at that bag of potato chips and be like, I have medications that aren't threatening this much. (laughs) Like, this is, this is far worse. I could double my dose and still, still this potato would be more, you know, harmful to me. Yep. Hmm. Mm -hmm. My wife just sent me a thing from the Joker IMDb that says the DC Comics logo appears at the end of this film and without the Justice League animation marketing it as an alternate universe tale. Okay. I didn't stick around for that because I really didn't expect like a scene or anything. I was like, I can can listen to the score at home. It's fine. It's haunting, man. I'm not going to pretend I can like pronounce the name of the Icelandic score person. Composer, thanks, mm-hmm. words. No, oh. I have no idea. And we would butcher it far worse. Mm-hmm. That, that's in, absolutely informed. true. I, but I, unless it, there are sites dedicated to stingers. Like, I'll look it up while the credits are rolling, and if they're not, I'm like, I'm going to get out of the theater because there's people that have a job to do cleaning up, and I'm just going to get out of their way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also, with this movie, I was thinking, like, I, I, I want to go have a think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two, two things. Um, I was delighted because when we left, the uh, employees were arguing about who was who could beat whom, uh, Joker or Pennywise. Oh yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. I didn't I didn't participate, but I kind of chuckled as I was walking out. I'm like, I thought I it was a fun argument. Like yeah. Those. yeah, I one of them um, said like, "Dude, Pennywise, that shit's magical." I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> like you're you're there's not much of a debate really, is there?" But eh. <laughs> well, that's just. A super superpower of taking a beating aside, Joker's a guy with a gun, and, and yeah. that's about and, it. And Pennywise yeah. is like a supernatural but, entity that has haunted a town for hundreds of years. Well, no, but he wasn't a supernatural entity. Uh-huh. It, it is now. Uh huh. Pennywise. I mean, I don't know about the movie. I haven't seen the movie, but in the book. Oh, I don't either. Pennywise, I, I, Pennywise was an ancient alien. Yeah, Pennywise was an ancient. Yeah. Pennywise was an ancient alien that used the clown visage to scare children. Why children? Because children are the ones who actually have faith. The reason that he targeted children is because adults didn't believe in him anymore. So, like, Pennywise fed off of fear. Therefore, I don't think Pennywise would defeat the Joker. Because Joker wouldn't be afraid of him. Joker would be like, all right. Yeah, okay, but he could still, like, technically eat him. He'd He'd just not taste as good. There's no way Joker can actually kill the alien from another dimension. Like, there's... There's very little he has in his, like, what what kind of ammunition I mean, it, is he going to use? It's it, it does seem unlikely. Like, he's not going to pull out a, 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 a fucking crowbar and take down Pennywise. No, but no. I, I, think, I think Pennywise would probably be just as ineffective towards Joker as, you know, Freddy Krueger would be. Yeah, maybe. It's all a maybe. mental thing, maybe. I maybe. Maybe. Oh, that'd be a hell of a battle. Joker while he's asleep versus Freddy Krueger. Fuck. Oh, uh, I'm not sure Freddy makes movie. it out of there. <laughs> that is, by the way, what they're doing with Batman and the Max. Is part of it is it's uh, called Arkham Dreams. Is the idea. Mm-hmm. So part of it is uh, like in that uh, what would Max call like the fantasy world or the, the other world? Yeah, the Outback. Was, uh, part of it yeah. is they're in the Outback and like you know one of them is like this giant fucking Leviathanish looking monstrosity that's um whatever the fuck it is that Joker's made himself in this 
in the outback and they got to defeat that shit. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the kind of weird where I was reading the Sam Keith property and was like, mm-hmm. yeah, Grant Morrison probably dug this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh, the other thing is my wife said that after when she came out of the bathroom after the the Joker story, there were a couple of these there were a couple of dudes who just watched the movie and they were just standing around like going he wasn't even like the Joker, he was just like he was just dancing around in his tidy whities And she was like thinking, like, really? I mean the I mean, whole point of the movie is not to make fun of the mentally challenged guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean they missed the point. I, I told you I had no faith in, in like audiences, right? This is why. <laughs> this is precisely why. I mean, I can agree with the not quite being a Joker part, but like, yeah, the, the, the making fun of him is, is like, what movie did you watch exactly? Yeah. Like, okay, buddy. Well, <sighs> I, I kind of want to just go ask him, like, what did you come here expecting? Like, what? Joker. Mm. Did you think, like, did you blur your eyes in the trailers and think you were going to see Mark Hamill? No, it was, it was Heath Ledger. Yeah. No, you think so? Yeah, you know, I, I, I feel like Heath Ledger is to Joker as Christopher Reeve is to Superman. Like, yeah, a little for bit. whatever reason, the general audience just kind of gloms on to a certain thing and just will not let it go. Right on. Yeah, I, it I became such a phenomenon that it's just, it's, it's, there's nothing to do about it at this point. And I mean, yeah. especially not if you give Leto like five minutes, but <laughs> even in this, in this vastly different iteration, there's just... The comparison is hard to, harder to make, but it's it's still not going to work out in your favor necessarily. It's just no. going to be like, oh, that's a great movie, but also he wasn't really the Joker, so eh. I'm, I'm very hopeful that it's, it does seem like Warner Brothers has just accepted that and is just going, you know yeah. what, we're doing whatever. Like, and because, that's good. You know, that's like that's what we want to see from them, to just have a little more attitude of like, like just take it. It's good. It's quality content have fun with it mm-hmm. fuck oh, all yeah. the, the no, noise is, this was something that was missing from the previous wb era is um we're gonna make this fucking film the way we want to make it take your fucking medicine mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. that should have been the approach they had the entire time and they didn't and it, it uh it resulted in some of the weirdness you've seen yeah They're like watch joker and find yeah. out what happens when you don't take your medicine you piece yeah. of shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've, I've taken my medicine for this review right yeah i think so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I. If it came across like that, mine. it's it's good. Yep. All right. Sorry, I was listening to see which parts of my house are still here. I don't know. Is is your back. house still there? Uh, part, parts of the is household it still standing. Oh, okay. Like you never know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hurricanes and everything hitting Alabama. Is your child? Is your child a toddler? Infant. Yet. Infant I mean, still. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what I would think. You, the house won't fall until she's a toddler. I don't know. She's kind of strong. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh shit. Who should get that from? Things going down. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, I got dog. I've got dog whimperings and and uh, doors opening. I'm gonna go check on stuff. All right. Um. Just want to wrap it then. That yeah. that sounds like an option. Yeah. Sure. I could work with that. <laughs> <laughs> you could. You guys could just say, hey, I want to go. Oh, let me uh, guess. I've already <laughs> said I'm not very bright. Oh, oh. Have you said that on air, though? Because now you're kind of giving it away. Oh, well, I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't mind giving the audience a peek behind the curtain. 
Okay, okay. I, I genuinely in post want to start about a minute ago and just do a just do a straight linear fade of this entire conversation <laughs> right through where I'm talking right now and it's the last thing you hear is a tiny whisper before the fucking end credits. <laughs> <laughs> just All fading right. into oblivion. Thanks for listening to this uh what do you want to call it? A supplemental joker A deeper look. A deeper look. Okay. Well, we have a title now, I guess. Joker, a deeper look with the yes. op elders. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> Another look, a deeper look, a second look. <laughs> the extended look edition. The extended cut. <laughs> the ultimate. For- yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not go there. <laughs> Joker review, the ultimate edition. It has more crap and characters you've never Manhunter. seen before. <laughs> For some reason, I love having a second, like an alternative uh, Joker review for a movie like this. I like that. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which one was real? You'll never know. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Which one of these did you imagine? (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. Keep some DC on your screen. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change and withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC.